Um, I was, we got this really funny email. It's called subtitle mishap in question. Oh, okay. okay. I actually was, oh, that's what I was just looking at. I'll let you read it to me. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, well, hey guys, this is uh, Between the Reps with Brooke and Gina. Yeah, welcome, welcome. back. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back. Is um, it Tuesday? Well, no, but it'll oh. come out on Tuesday. You <laughs> 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 stupid. <laughs> but you realize that I, I would have believed you. <laughs> you don't even know what day it is. Uh, yes, no, this, this will be Tuesday when this comes out. It says... Uh, Dear Brooke and Gina, I am a German girl, so I am not an English native speaker. I really like to use your podcast for improving my English skills. That's why I want to thank you Uh-oh. for producing. I know, right? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> she won't be able to pronounce anything correctly. Um, that's why I want to thank you for producing Between the Reps. Also, really enjoy your cooking videos on YouTube. I usually watch them with <clears> subtitles. <throat> this subtitle mishap is currently my favorite that I do not want to withhold from you. <laughs> oh, no. Uh Oh, I don't think there's any sound on the video. Oh, it's just a picture. So of the it's subtitles? just us. It's us uh, doing the protein shake thing. I think. Oh. And then look what <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. And it so says that we are saying what? So the subtitle of this is yogurt, three <laughs> teaspoons of dill, the juice of half of a woman. <laughs> didn't do no. any of those things. <laughs> no. My, I was like, makes me wonder if the person doing the subtitles also, I don't know. <laughs> no, I know like, what kind oh, of we were making, but yeah. I'm like, by the, by the, uh, subtitles, yeah. I have no idea what kind of it's shake we were making. Girl nectar. <laughs> nectar of the girls. <laughs> the girls. I thought that was funny. Uh, yeah. Speaking of shakes. Yeah. I'm drinking one, so I'm just going to plug it. Yeah. Well, I just had one too. It was really good. Yeah. If you're watching it, don't mind my shaker cup. It says overnight oats on it because the company sent me some. Uh-huh. They also sent me a shaker bottle. And I hoard shaker bottles. You are a hoarder. But you know what I noticed? And it's so much like I bet you so many people's houses that are the exact same way. Is it's like a lot of the bottoms without the caps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, like your um, Tupperware. Yeah. You know, you end up with all the lids. Yep. With not the container itself. I have lots of bottoms. But why do we keep them? I've got lots of bottoms. Well. And you feel weird throwing it out. Yeah. Getting rid of it. But it's like, really, there's only one lid that fits it. It's true. Yeah. I mean, unless you use like saran wrap or something. Um, they, oh, have, they have some of those. I've seen like on uh, Instagram Explore page or when they send ads through your Instagram. Uh-huh. Oh, <clears> those <throat> lids? Yeah. Like the ones that are like. Stretch. Wrap around, like stretch over the top. Yeah. or something. I mean, there you go. Well, this, uh, now we know why Tupperware you, now, condoms. Now we, yeah, they are Tupperware <laughs> condoms. Now we know why you're saving all your all your bottoms. Anyways, um, I'm drinking Resilience FNX protein, collagen protein, with three grams of leucine per serving. <laughs> um, brownie batter mixed with almond milk, oh. and it tastes so good. I had the pink berry one. I know it's your favorite. That's my favorite one. Um, oh, she uh, this this gal. Oh, I should say who she is. <clears throat> yeah. I don't have my glasses on. Nele Nogetzig. Oh, yeah. Try again. Neely. Nele. <laughs> Are you just trying to put me on the spot? I was going to Nele read it for you, and then I remembered that you ne- may not be able to pronounce her name. Nele Nogetzig, I think. Well, clearly, um, we could use your help for learning how to speak German. Yeah. 
Well, she so she asks, which languages do you guys speak and which would you like to learn? Oh, man. I don't speak I any speak other English. languages. I, yeah. I'm. Did you take any languages in high school? Yeah, I took Spanish. So My did I. My Spanish name was Juana. Nice. Yeah, they gave us all Spanish names. I, I was like, I that. don't think that's Gina in Spanish, but. I, I've told you this. Uh-huh. I only, I took Spanish for two years. Uh-huh. And the only thing I remember is the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh. Yeah. The whole thing? Yep. Wow. Because we said it every day. It was my, it was when, I don't know if they still do that in school. I don't know either. But when I was in school. <laughs> back in my day. <laughs> way back. <laughs> Back in the day. Oh my gosh. The first time I've ever really said that. <laughs> when I was when I was in school. When I was in school. Was in school it was your first period. You always said the Pledge of Allegiance, like before when class like the bell rang. Oh, I thought you meant like when you got your first period. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear girls yeah. around the just hall. Just all like, over the place. I pledge allegiance. Yeah. Um should I say it? Sure. It's right. long. Start it. it. Long. Just start it. Okay. Okay, go. <laughs> All you Spanish speakers out there. Yeah. If I, I might mess up, I haven't done this in a while. Judo fidelidad a la bandera de los Estados Unidos de América y a la República que representa una nación bajo Dios indivisible con libertad y justicia para todos. Oh, wow. Wow. That was good. And now in English. <laughs> I can say, ¿Dónde está el baño? I can say, Me llamo Brooke y tú? <laughs> uh, me llamo Juana. <laughs> And you? Yeah, that's about it. I did sign language in high school. That's cool. That was really cool. My yeah. nephew, my brother's oldest, is special needs, and he can't he can't talk. Mm-hmm. And so when I was in school, I started teaching him sign language. Oh, that's very cool. And he still like uses it. And yeah. we actually we got to a point where he we made up signs for like for people for names. Uh-huh. So he has different things that he does. Oh, for each like, person. For, like me, my mom, my dad, oh, his that's dad, cute. my sisters. Yeah. Do you think you will teach your child sign language? You know, like they do like the um, poop, poop. <laughs> I think it's this. <laughs> or poop. like food. Poop, food. Right. Yeah. I never did that with my kids. Probably not. <laughs> that kind of like became a thing after I had my kids. Um, yeah, I do I wish. Smart, though. Now, like my, my cousin's son uh-huh. is, because they have it in, in schools, younger, like elementary school. Uh-huh. And he's been doing Mandarin. Oh, wow. And he's like, how old is he? Just running around the house speaking Mandarin? He's like uh, uh, six. That's just what they're saying. It's like, you know, like when parents think that their kids are really smart. They're like, oh, no, no, no. He's just speaking Mandarin. It's just gibberish. (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) No, I believe you. But yes, but he's in in the program they have them in. Uh He'll be fluent. Oh, wow. When he's in like middle school. Really? Yeah. I mean, they say that that's when you're supposed to teach them another language. So, yeah, to answer your question, Nele. Nele? English. Nele. English, unfortunately, is the only language. Pig Latin. Pig Latin. <laughs> 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 I may. Yeah. Aim nay. See, I'm not even smart enough to, like, figure that out. I mean, I have to do it really, really slow. Yeah. I remember, have to, like, I remember girls when I was growing up that, like, would talk to each other like that. They had, like, <laughs> these made-up languages. I was never smart enough to decode them. <laughs> My sister Michaela. I'm like, slow down. <laughs> You're Use writing your hands. it all writing it all down. You act it out. <laughs> Charades. <laughs> uh, my sister Michaela, when we were growing up, she really we always we were like the we were like the 
private school kids. We went to oh, a weird school ones. called, yeah, we were like the weird kids. And my mom would make us walk to school, which, you know, I, I was thinking back and I, you know, I think it's great to like make your kids be active, but we were laughing. We were like, my mom didn't work and she made us like walk to school every day and pick us up. Like what the heck? Which I guess that was good for us. But, um, <clears throat> Michaela, so like, so every day that we would walk to school, we would walk by the public school kids, the cool kids. And she, for some reason, thought it would be really cool to act like she spoke another language. So she would just make up that she was speaking another language just as we were walking by them. And I was like, you're such a dork. (laughs) She thought she was really cool. Uh, Yeah, in private school, uh, we we learned... Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and to really make us seem really weird, you know what I mean? And I think it was like always like uh, she was using like the same word over and over again. So it didn't even with different like, inflections. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, they used to call us the Bay Monsters because we went to Baymont, uh, and they'd call us Bay Monsters and throw rocks at us. Oh. I know, so mean. Do they? Do they hit you? Oh uh, yeah, a couple times. Uh, uh, one time, <laughs> one time I was riding my bike. And one of the kids threw their baseball mitt and it like went underneath the tire of my bike and it just took me out. I like went sliding down the hill. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> if you're out there, people thanks, don't I still have a scar on my knee. Uh, that reminds me of Big Daddy. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. When they'd go and just put, they'd throw sticks where the rollerbladers <laughs> yes. were at. <laughs> they were like bonding. <laughs> mean <laughs> as we're laughing don't do that be nice to people um so i'm a little glossy right now i don't know if you can tell oh am yeah. i looking glossy uh not bad bit. not bad um i had my eyebrows redone i know i need to get mine redone i had the microbladed microblading is and i'm not an expert i always have to put that out there is they take this little tool And for a lot of people, they have like real nice thick brows when they're younger. But, you know, me going through, you know, the 80s and the 90s, everything was like pencil thin. So um, it hasn't really grown back. And so I would, as I've gotten older, I've had to like constantly, you know, like fill them in. And um, man, as you lose more hair, it's like so much harder to like get it uh, even and you spend so much time and, you know, half the time you're all crooked and everything. They look really good. Thank you. So I had had them microbladed a while ago a few years ago. And, um, but I went to a new girl this time and it it usually lasts for about a year and then you have to go and like get touch-ups. But, um, uh, this girl was awesome. She's actually at our, the place that Sue, Sue Bell, she was like on our, on the podcast before. Uh, she's at her place. And so what it's called, uh, Simply Skin. Simply, Simply skin, skin in Santa Cruz, in Santa California. Cruz. And uh, so I, I went into her gal and she uses a different pigment because what I noticed is that this pigment turned kind of like a bluish color uh-huh. over time as it was fading. And so I really looked like an old lady. Like I had my <laughs> silver fox. Yeah. Yeah. Um, had like the, yeah, the, the blue eyebrows. But um, went in and this gal redid them and so they take this little tool and they kind of like make these little rip marks uh, like for those of cuts. you who don't know what it is yeah like little cuts and then they put um the ink like almost like a tattoo ink in like kind of rub it in into yeah. it um so that it still has like kind of like a feathering effect so it's not like a big solid brow yeah so it's like lines yeah like lines in it um to look like hair and um 
so, but this, this girl, it was so much better. She, I guess she uses a different ink. So like, if you're going to go and get your, your brows done, make sure that you look to see if they have, it's a, an organic ink. I wish I knew the name of it. Of course I don't. I'm starting to talk about it and realizing oh, I should have known that. Um, and, uh, and her care instructions were different. So it takes like a couple of weeks for it to completely heal. But the last times that I've done it, um, my eyebrows get like really crusty. Yeah. You know, they told me like, keep Aquaphor on it at all times. Don't let any water on it. It'll fade the ink and all this other stuff. Well, now I'm finding out, well, no, it was the ink that they were using. Um, and so with this gal, you can um, wash your brows. You just wash them in the morning with like Cetaphil. Uh, morning and nighttime and then you just put the aquifer on and then you don't put it on throughout the day you, you know unless you're taking a shower you just put it on really thick so you know you have water mm-hmm. and soap running into your into your uh the, the work the wounds um and uh and then yeah I mean the healing time has been so much faster um I've barely peeled um, she says to just put a little, like a thin layer. Cause I guess what she was saying is that, no, you need to wash them and you don't want to cover them all the time because they need to heal. They yeah. need the air to heal. So it's just been a completely different process. So it's been a lot better. So I would recommend, uh, what's her name? Uh, Lindsay, Lindsay or Bonnie. Oh, and there's my phone. Okay. Oh, well, turn it on. Blowing. Sorry. It. I know blowing it. Um, yeah, I need, I actually, cause I just got a facial. Yeah. <clears throat> and I'm going to make an appointment to get my brows redone. What color are you going to do? <laughs> I mean, that's the problem is if you keep changing your hair color. <laughs> Probably. Oh, I went with red. Not gonna <laughs> no, red. I know. <laughs> Just bright red brows. Um, Probably the same I did last time. Yeah, just like a light brown. Yeah. Yeah. Because I like to have dark brows anyways. Yeah. Yeah, look good. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would really recommend her if you're in our area and you listen, um, she's really, really good. And she's very meticulous. And it's really funny. They send you, she sends you home with this little like care package. And one of the things was it's a, it's like a stick on visor. So you, <laughs> you it's like this clear thing. You, you look like an idiot. I should have brought it. Um, you peel it off and then you just stick it onto your forehead. So like while you're showering, it like you know, guards your brows. <laughs> so you look extra sexy. So, um, but I think that's just for like the first couple of weeks. And then you, of course, you, you know, you can't be tanning or, you know, putting anything on your face that's <clears> like <throat> chemical or anything like that. You just have to be like really careful around them. Um, what, what else did you do? Well, so I, when I went in, she's like, well, she does lip blushing and I had heard of other people doing it before, but I wasn't totally sure what it was, which was my bad. I should have like looked into it, like the actual process. You're like, what is it? Yeah. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Sure. I mean, it's just, you know, semi-permanent on my face. And so, um, basically what they do is, you know, she starts numbing me while she's doing my eyebrows. And I thought that it was kind of like the same procedure, but it's an actual tattoo gun. Oh, so they, so you kind of like pick your color. Um, and basically what it is, is that it's just supposed to give like a blushing to your lips. Cause, um, and, and you know, some people do it younger, but, um, as you get older also your lips start to kind of like fade. So like there's less definition uh-huh. to like, see like where your, where your lip starts, where your face ends and your lip starts, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and so, um, you know, you pick out your color and that's another thing you're like, well, what color? Yeah. You know? And so I wanted, I knew that I, you know, I didn't want like the orangey color. And so she did like this pink and added a little bit of red to it. And I kept looking at the color like, but it's not going to be that color, right? 
because it's like it's like bright like like an old lady lipstick and um sorry if you wear pink lipstick <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said that to somebody else and they were like I wear pink lipstick so I like pink but it, it just I don't know it just reminds me of that um and uh so they they numb you and then she goes in and she does like a couple passes with this with this stuff and it's funny because it like gets in your mouth so it's like all stuck between your teeth like all this like bright pink crap and um I gotta tell you it hurts it is really painful yeah yeah I had no idea and I was you know I was going to work after not really thinking about it and so she gets done and I was like oh my god what have I done because it was I guess when the air hits the um the pigment like oxidizes. it oxidizes and it turns orange like like a bright pink orange and my lips were so swollen I mean, it looked like I had a really bad filler job. So my lips are like out to here, bright orange. And because the swelling isn't like uniform, it looked like, like it was all crooked. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, shit. But no, it's, uh, and it kind of feels like you've had like a really bad sunburn after, Uh you know, but the swelling went down within like a day, about day and a half. And then, um, it's still, it'll slough off. So it starts to like, kind of like peel off eventually. And you're supposed to, of course, not peel it. And I'm like rubbing my lips together, you know, cause it's like, it feels like you have chapped lips. I mean, yeah. you have like actual, like a little bit of skin coming off. So, um, I think everyone's gonna, like, this sounds great. I know this sounds like such a good idea. No, I really like the result of it. I, I think there's a little, a couple little spots and it's my fault because I, you know, kept rubbing my lips together that it took off. See, like in here a yeah. little bit. Um, but uh, the edges are still a little bit darker, so it kind of like sloughs off. It doesn't completely look even right away. Mm-hmm. But then as the swelling went out down and everything, it's like, you know, kind of more, it's straight, thank God, yeah. you know. So they still look like they're my lips. But um, but no, I, I, I like it. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it just gives you a little bit more, I don't know. I just feel so youthful, guys. <laughs> I like the idea of it because... Well, and like for you too, but like I use like stain mm-hmm. or things like that to make my lips more of your natural color. Right. Right. And that's kind of what this does. Yeah. yeah. And, but that doesn't last all day. Right. And then I prefer chapstick or like aquaphor. Me too. And so, and another thing is, um, you're too young, but what I noticed is, um, cause I have kind of like deep wrinkles in my lips. So like when I would put on, um, like lip liner and uh-huh. lipstick, it would like seep up into the cracks, you know, and you'd <clears> have to like, kind of like wipe it out constantly. So that's kind of nice. Cause it kind of defines it without, you know, you, you doing that. And that's the first thing I asked her. I was like, so if I do this and I have wrinkles in my lips, am I, is it going to seep up in there? You know, it's just, Oh no, 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 no. So, and it, and it didn't, it's like a, you know, straight line. So yeah. And they look pretty. Thank you. You look so pretty. Oh, thanks. How old are you? Oh, I'm 38. <laughs> I'm 38. I'm 38 now. 49. Mm-hmm. Um, did she need to do more numbing? Or did yeah. she not like wait long enough? I mean, or? there were times, there were times when I was like, oh, like it was, it was hard to withstand a little bit. And then she would go and she'd put like more numbing cream on it and kind of wait and go. But she's, she's very, um, she's very meticulous. And what yeah. I liked about it is that I've gone to things done. <laughs> I've done things to my face before. Um, that it seems like they're going really fast. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And she's like, she does everything like very slow and meticulous and stops and looks. And that's the other thing is like when you're laying down, 
things look different than, you know, sitting you up and like yeah. looking at you from the front and, and doing all that. So, um, yeah, she's, she was really, really good. I would definitely go back. How long did she say that that like lip blushing lasts then? Um, interesting that you asked me that because I didn't ask. (laughs) (laughs) Let me Google it. It was all, she all, well, she was telling me, she said, um, you know, most likely you will have, you know, a little variation in color and I would have to come back and do touch up, which that was included in the price. I I don't know what it normally is. I mean, it's a little pricey. I would not say if you are a student (laughs) or something to go and do something like this, because it's not, I mean, I think you'd probably have to do it like once a year. I'm assuming it's like the... More than that. Oh, really? More years than that. Oh, wow. This says, how long does lip blushing last? Between two and five years. Oh, well, then it's worth it. Depending on how carefully you follow aftercare Well, that's the problem. And how many touch-up sessions you have. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. My lips get so chapped all the time. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you have to be prepared. Like, you might want to take like a day off or something because my my lips look like a baboon's butt I mean it was like like a butthole it was horrible are you looking that's at really it pretty yeah I just googled well, I googled how long did lip blushing last yeah. and if I looked at the images really pretty yeah it looks good yeah um so but so price-wise it was I mean usually for touch-ups for the eyebrows it's less but since I was her the the you know first time client of hers it was 500 for eyebrows and it's usually 500 for lips, but she did both for 700. Yeah. So nice. Yeah. You know, cause I have all the money in the world <laughs> to be doing. I'm just trying to look as natural as possible when I go to Joey's wedding and I come out of the water. <laughs> oh my God. Do you still have makeup on? <laughs> yeah. What kind of makeup are you wearing that, that stays on yeah, when you're in the, when in, you're not even going to be in the ocean. Is, I know. I know. Who am I kidding? <laughs> What you meant was, when I stand near the pool. <laughs> right. No, no, no. When I first come out of the shower. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm sharing a house with people, so, you know, I want to look really good. <laughs> when I come out of the water. I know. You just, like the Bond girl. <laughs> Be like, Bond girl went bad. <laughs> so bad. You come out just like, ugh, piss, like sand. Ugh. <laughs> Even if your skin, your face looks good, you'd be doing some face that would... Oh, I'm sure I would. Yeah. So yeah, I would recommend it. It was, it was cool. When do you leave good. for Tulum? Uh, on March, I think it's the 17th or the 18th. Yeah. We just had Joey shower. That was great. Uh, uh, his fiance Morgan, uh, her mom and her sisters, uh, her aunts, um, threw it. And we just went to a restaurant and had like a little, they did like a little taco bar and decorated and stuff. And it was, it was interesting. You know, I, I, I've had a little anxiety, not because my, my ex and I don't get along. We get along great. Um, but you know, there's just like so many dynamics with, you know, now he's got the new girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Well, he's had, he's had her for a while and she's very nice. Um, you know, but she's just, I think she's, I don't even know how old she is. I think she's like 30, low thirties, something like that. So she's close to the, our older kids age. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
I'm telling you, I've been having like some anxiety about like just not, not just the dynamic, but, um, oh, because it's not just them going, it's also Joey's mom. So yeah. I was, I'm Joey's technically his stepmom, but he's been in my life since he was two. His, hers and ours. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, I was, I was kind of having some anxiety about it, but the party actually went really well. Everybody got along great. You know, everyone was super sweet. Um, you know, there's just like, there's anytime you have a blended family, there's, um, there's these things that you have to deal with. And I know it's not rational. I think I've told you this before. It's not rational, but when, you know, my kids are like hanging out with, you know, Nico's girlfriend and they're super close and all this kind of stuff. It's like, I just, I want to like go and like pee on all of them, like a dog, like that's mine. That's mine. That's mine. That's mine. (laughs) And she is really great. Like she's not, um, you know, she's not, it would be hard for her. You know, you're, you're going, going into a family that, you know, was, you know, a family for 25 years, you know, so it would be very hard to go into that situation and kind of like find your place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we're all, I mean, we're all just trying to figure out our place, you know? And so it's like, I'm trying to, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a, of a circumstance. Like, you know, when Nico and I are together, I, I try really hard to not talk about things that, you know, while we were together, Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, just out of respect for her. And I, you know, she's, and I've also been, in her position, I mean, I wouldn't call her the stepmom, but I've been in that side of it too, where, you know, you also want to make sure that they know that they are the mom, you know, you're not overstepping your bounds with them. I mean, so it's just funny. Cause like every once in a while, you know, like, uh, like she said before, like I'm talking to somebody and she'll like say, Oh, Jordan, my, my older son, Jordan is so talented. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, Not really to me, but it's in it's, and again, it's not rational because she's, I mean, he is really talented, you know, yep. and she's, she's just, you know, being a part of the conversation, but it's interesting how that makes you feel inside. Like, yeah, and that's, I mean, I don't know what that's like, but right. I can imagine that it's very normal. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's normal. I think it's, for me, it's, it's just important for me to like, not you know, you, I, th- I think you can't react, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you don't want to react because, and I, and I do, I have to like constantly like remind myself like, okay, you know what? She's finding her place. I'm figuring out mine, you know? And then, you know, Joey's mom was really sweet. She was introducing me to everybody as Joey's other mom, which was very n- nice, which made it sound like we were a couple maybe. <laughs> um, but no, she was actually there with her girlfriend and, um, so yeah, I, 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 my anxiety is a little bit lower after that, just because I'm like, okay, you know what, this is going to be okay. I mean, I knew that it would always look like it was okay. I just didn't know if I would feel that way. Yeah. So, um, imagine like being in Joey's place where it's like introducing like, you know, people coming to the wedding, right? <laughs> hey guys. So this is my mom. Right. Hey guys, this is my mom. This is my mom. And that's my, my dad's girlfriend. <laughs> right. It's my stepdad. <laughs> right yeah no I know I know it's I know these poor kids man um just like going to get, have a have to have like a family garden not that, a family yeah, tree yeah like. it is a family garden for sure um but it's funny too because well so with um with Nico so their dad okay 
this is going to get really confusing. So, so our, our oldest son, Jordan goes out with Sammy. Sammy is best friends with Morgan, who is Joey Jordan's brothers. Best, they're best friends. Yep. Right. And so the two brothers are with best friends and their parent, the two girls, their parents are best friends. So we had the whole family there. So like on the other side and then Kylie, my daughter, her husband, Casey, his brother is going out with Jordan's girlfriend's older sister. So it's like, (laughs) I know, try to put that one together. Spider web. So they're all, and it's none of it's incestuous. (laughs) It's not, it's not that close, but it's, it's actually really cool because I love that all the all of my older kids are all, you know, so Close. intertwined in their, their girlfriends and, you know, all and all of that. So they're all, yeah, really good friends. So, yeah. Well, really my, is the family garden. My, similar, I guess, my dad's brother. Okay. His two sons. Uh-huh. They are married to sisters. Oh, okay. Yeah. So both yeah. of their wives are actually sisters. Right. Sister wives. There's not, not in that way. (laughs) Yeah. Family events though. You you know, two birds, one stone. I know that's exactly, (laughs) that's exactly. Yeah, no. um, Yeah. So just for, I guess, a quick information for all of our listeners, Mm -hmm. for you. Yeah. Give a little quick explanation of, of your family. Not Uh, explanation, but like immediate family. Yeah. Just like uh, his, hers and ours. Oh, oh, for Nico and I? Yeah. Yeah, so so I had Jordan before I met Nico. He has he had Kylie and Joey. So when we met How old are they? Okay, so when we met, Jordan and Kylie are 3 weeks apart. And both uh they would have been 2. And Joey is his son is six months younger than both of them. And I think I explained this earlier. Nico had two kids with two different moms when he was like 18. And I'm pretty sure they were pregnant at the same time. 21. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 21 Savage. Savage. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, so we had the two um, that were two. And then Joey was one and a half. And so we not only had one mom to you know interact with but we had the other mom to interact with and they were not interacting at all right um so yeah it made made life really interesting when you're you know 21 years old with all these kids and all I kept thinking was oh man these kids are gonna be so fucked up (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean like they turned out great no they're awesome they they really really have and you know I have to say it was very sweet um, I guess, uh, one of my friends, Jen had gone up to Nico and she came up, came up to tell me later. She said, I just want you to know, I told Nico, you know, how wonderful Joey is and, you know, he's just so great and this and that. And, and, um, I guess Nico said, well, that didn't have to do with me. That was all Gina, <laughs> which was very sweet of him. So, and then you had um, Ruby well, when we, your other kids were how old? Well, so what's funny, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, Nico and I, when we got married, we were tw- uh, 20 uh, 22 or 23. And so Nico actually got a vasectomy. And it's so funny. Cause like most people were like, most doctors won't do a vasectomy on somebody that young. 
you know, and he explained our family dynamic. And cause you know, we had decided, Hey, three failed relationships between the doctors. Two like of say us. no more, yeah. get on the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, we, we had not planned on having any kids together. I mean, we were young, broke, uh, you know, couldn't imagine adding another child to that. So we opted to have his vasectomy. I think he was only like 25 or 24. And, um, so then, you know, we were married for a while. I think we were married almost eight years and we never really talked about having more kids, but I remember one time we, we were, I think it was randomly like at a basketball game. There was this like cute little girl with like pigtails and Nico like leans over to me and he goes, that's what our daughter would look like if we had a kid. And I was like, Oh, she's so cute. And so that kind of opened the discussion. We started talking about it and we talked about it for a, like a year or so, maybe a couple years. And, and I finally was like, Hey, if we're going to do this, like, you know, our kids, I, I want to be pregnant by the time I'm 30 only because at that point our kids would already be like 10 years apart. Yeah. Um, you know, and already I feel like I've been a mom for so long. I mean like of young kids. <laughs> so, um, I really didn't want it to go, be even longer. Um, and especially like, I feel like I, you know, I'm going to be having grandkids soon. I didn't yep. want to be having grandkids that were maybe the same age as my, my, their sibling. Um, and so we actually, went to a doctor and he had a reversal and I think I've already talked about this. And so, and yeah, I did talk about it because that's right. He had the reversal and that, uh, they said that we would, you know, maybe take up to a year to have a kid. Yeah, so and you're it like, it took like reverse. a month. <laughs> yeah. It took like a month. He was so bummed. He just thought he was going to have so much sex. So, um, so yeah. So then Ruby is ours together. And then in the meantime, my, my oldest, um, Nico has been kind of his only parent and so Nico adopted him and so um, but this was the only child that we actually had together mm-hmm. just a little spitfire that one she is just a little wild I remember, woman I remember Nico talking about it it's like oh, I, think know, we, he, he, I think we he, talked about this yeah he had like talked about how like there was like a we know what do you say like one sperm left and it was just in there just running back and forth just like <laughs> it's all crazy crazy a little crazy just, sperm made a little crazy as soon as it kid. came out bam <laughs> only took you know one try right. and you got ruby yeah we got rubes so um and who's now i mean she's gonna be 20 this year that's so crazy Jeez. to me so crazy but yeah um so yeah that's the rundown of of our, and, and no therapy so far for the kids. I mean, not that's bad. That probably would have been a really good thing. <laughs> what would you say? Um, Cause I'm sure there's a lot of people that can really relate to, you know, either can relate to your kids uh-huh. or can relate to you directly. Yeah. Um, what would you say? Like were some things that were, are difficult with like having a blended family? Oh, a lot of things. I mean, I, it, it honestly, it shocks me, you know, like, and we've talked about, you know, marriage and, it, you know, whether you call it a failure or not, like when it ends and all that, I really don't feel like it was at all for us because I think that I mean, we had so many challenges coming into it, you know? Um, I mean, you have not only blending your children, you know, and I think in our situation, I was more of like the disciplinarian and I think he was kind of fine with me doing every, doing all, doing the kids. Yeah. Um, the, I think the hard thing, I mean, it's hard for everyone, right? I mean, it's hard for, uh, you know, we didn't necessarily have the same, I don't, I don't know if I want to call it value system, 
but we just had a different household. So you have a kid who's, you know, going back and forth. They have a different set of rules at mom's than they do at dad's. And so there was always, um, especially when they were younger, there was a a period of time that was kind of like relearning the rules, Mm -hmm. you know, and then as a step parent, you're trying to not be a step monster, you know, and so you're trying to allow them to catch up, but then you're still having to, you know, put in place rules and, uh, you know, not just discipline, but just, you know, your everyday, what's expected Mm -hmm. and all of that. And, um, you know, issues with respect to parents and all this kind of stuff. And it's, so it's, it, it can, it can be really, really, really challenging. And I think, uh, I definitely did a lot wrong, <laughs> you know, um, I was telling the kids the other day, I said, man, I, I, you know, I feel like I just did so many, so many dumb things with you guys. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry, <laughs> you know, and they, and they all were like, Oh no, mom, you were great. You're fine. You know? And my, um, I mean, if you want to technically call them my stepkids, I don't consider them that. They're not. Um, they, you know, I've, I've really, I mean, not recently, I really grew to truly love them like my own, you know, I don't think it has to be blood, you know, um, they have really, really, uh, been a a huge force in my life, the both of them, all, you know, all my kids and, um, you know, but I, so yeah, I think that's the challenge. And I think that, when you don't have two parents that are on the same page, that is huge. Or four. Or four. Four parents. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it makes it even even more difficult. Um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 really hard. It's a struggle. And, you know, you go through those years of, like, them wanting to be at another parent's <clears throat> house because their rules aren't the same as yours and, and all of that. And then, you know, you just, I, I mean, I tell people all the time, you just, you just can't give up on them, yeah. you know. And you have to be, and I think a big rule and I know, I know that it's hard sometimes, but I think a big rule is not, regardless of how frustrated you are or anything else, you can't talk about the other parent. Yeah. It's huge. You really can't because, I mean, we had some of that going on with, on the other side. And our big rule was that we do not speak negatively about the other one's parents. And even in situations when they're saying, well, mom says I can do this or mom, da, 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 and it's like, your mom, we just have different rules. You know, we don't, don't try not to make it a bad thing. I'm sure that there were times when my tone was maybe not the best and I'm, I've definitely slipped up before, but I think that if you can show your kids that, you know, this is our household, this is what we expect. We love you. We care, you know, you do it in a loving way. I think they will come around. I mean, you're definitely going to have those shitty years where they hate you but you have to be willing to let them hate you and not try to fight back, you know, fight, fight why they hate you. Yeah. You know? Um, but, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that it's a big one and I've seen other parents do it before. I mean, I've been, I've been in situations before where, where I'm sitting, you know, at a, at a, you know, something for one of my kids and, you know, the parents are going through a divorce and, you know, one of the moms is going off about her ex and how this, you know, this has happened, that's happened. And their kid is sitting right next to them, Yeah. you know, and I understand needing to vent and needing to, you know, feel like your feelings are valid, but that just does not ever need to be done in front of those kids Yeah. ever. And, um, as mad as you are or anything else, I mean, we are the parents, we're the ones that have to be adult, mm-hmm. you know, and be mature. And, um, and so, you know, I think with Nico and I, when we split up, 
I mean, there was definitely some stuff that's, that's happened along the way, but I think it always, you know, you're, you're not going to convince your children to hate their dad no, or hate their mom. You know what I mean? I mean, there are situations where kids are completely isolated from their other parent. And so they may, you know, unfortunately, um, that may happen, but I think in a situation where they're around both of you so much, they're going to eventually, maybe not right away. I mean, they're going to, they're going to take advantage of a situation, right? I mean, they're, you know, if mom's giving them sympathy because dad's so mean, you know, there's a part of mom that's loving hearing that, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but if she's, you know, if she's, reinforcing like, no, that's your dad, you know, that's, you know, he loves you and all this kind of stuff. I mean, that's going to dissipate. Now, if you have another parent that's not working with you, again, all you can do is, is, is you Mm -hmm. and be someone. And as long as you're not stooping to their level and not doing exactly what they're doing, that that kid will start to see it for themselves. You don't have to tell them, Mm -hmm. you know, because really just all it does is it stresses them out and puts them in the middle. And, you know, I mean, my parents separated when I was, I don't know, 30, something like that. And, you know, it was difficult with my mom deciding, you know, not to, not to be in the room with my dad, you know, or, or saying that she won't go places with, you know, his girlfriend there or, you know, that even us as being, you know, adults, that made it so difficult for us. And I understand they're going through a difficult time, but again, you're the parent, you know, and you know, I remember a friend of mine one time said, well, you know, if so-and-so and I just ever split up, you know, we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll learn to get along and, and we'll, um, you know, we'll do Christmases together and we'll do, and I, and I remember thinking, hell no, yeah, hell no. And obviously, you know, you want, you don't want the situation to be, you know, you don't want Christmas ruined. So if, if neither one of you can handle yourselves, then yeah, that might be a better option. But Nico and I have, you know, we decided because of some of the other stuff that had happened with the older kids when they were younger, we were not going to do that. So we have chosen to, you know, we still do Christmas together. This is the first year that his, um, his girlfriend joined in and, and it, and it was, it was great. You know, I mean, it was, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's not that easy. Like I said, but the kids were so happy, you know, and I, I love seeing them feel comfortable because, you know, divorce is regardless of the age, so hard on children that, you know, anything that you can do to make it easier for them, because it's your, it's, you know, you as the parents, it's your decision, Mm -hmm. you know, and I understand it's like, you know, some people would think, well, it wasn't my choice, you know, to be, to be divorced. Well, it wasn't mine either. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you, you can suck it up and, you know, just let your kids be comfortable in a situation. Yeah. If that makes sense. And probably really needing to, obviously easier said than done. And also it is easier said than done. I'm telling you, but you can do it. Yeah. But it's probably, you know, you learn and like, kids like growing up it's kind of the idea of like you do what you can in the home but they're what they get at school the people are they're around their teachers what they're Mm -hmm. watching what they're hearing what they're how they learn you know is so ends up being so much more like what they're taking in and experiencing so much more than what you you can't shield children from everything right right and you can't change that they're gonna excuse me Mm -hmm. kind of be affected by influenced by other people or other things 
<clears throat> so something like you, is, you can control, though, is that you can continue to show them that relationships and family is so, and how you treat people and respect each other is right. so much more than like uh, the marriage or the, right. you know, the, the paperwork that was done. Like mm-hmm. if, if people aren't working out together anymore, it doesn't have, I mean, it's, it's sad. It's, it is like, that's, yeah, that's, and then that's so, natural. And, and for some people it's devastating. I mean, it's devastating. Devastating. Right. But also at the same time, and as you know, kids will learn as they get older and you end up going through the similar things or go through the same things is that doesn't, it doesn't have to mean that, that the ties are broken right. and that you can't have a relationship right? or you can't like still be a family. Right. There's just other things that come with being uh, married to someone right? that you, you don't have those anymore, right. but that doesn't mean you can't still have, you know, have a relationship and have respect for somebody. Well, and you still have a family. It just looks different. Yeah, it just looks different. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm just the single one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not bitter. <laughs> You're never going to be single. You have to be okay with going it alone. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate you and want to stay connected with you. So please rate, review, and subscribe to help this podcast grow. And if you like the podcast, get the word out. And now back to the show. But uh, yeah, no, but kids can learn can learn a lot of how to treat people by and observing and you working, like working it and finding a way to make it work. Absolutely, and kids are very easy to manipulate when they are younger, they become harder as they are adults. And, and all I've said to people is that your kid is only a kid for a very small portion of their life. Mm-hmm. Whatever you do in that period of time, you had better be willing to answer for it in their adulthood. Because I know, you know, for me, as I've gotten older, well, <laughs> it's been a while. Um, but as I was, you know, getting to an age where I was like raising my own kids and doing all of that, you know, you really do start to question some of the things that were told to you. And, you know, you're, you see so much more than just what's in your family. And when you're sheltered like that, 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 you know, your parents at some point, if you, if you are doing something that is, you know, uh, I don't know, I don't want to say nasty, but if you're doing something like that, they will hold you accountable for that later, mm-hmm. you know, and they will migrate, they will migrate as adults, which is again, more of their life than they are, you know, young kids, um, they will migrate towards that parent that has been more steady, mm-hmm. I guess, and less, you know, nasty and, um, you know, want, wanting to be favored, mm-hmm. you know, at all costs. Um, and again, those are, and if you've ever given into that, that's okay. You can change it. You know, we've all, I mean, again, I've never, I haven't always done the right thing. I've definitely, um, there's been times when I've felt really vulnerable and said something or done something that I later go, Oh my God, I shouldn't have said that. Or I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Because you're human. <laughs> right. Right. But <laughs> what I, everyone, you know, makes mistakes and sure. are driven emotionally. And sometimes some of those things can be, or feel like they're almost out of your control. Right. You know, and you do things or say things in a way that's like, uh, like self-preservation. Right. And like, Flight, fight or flight and you yeah or impulsive yeah. or you know yeah I mean, and you can you know either later depending on how 
I guess how much you, how much practice you have with this right. of like self reflection. It may take some time before you're able to realize like where where you could have done something different to make it better. Right. Um, or it could be immediately after be like, oh, I, sh- I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't shouldn't right. have done, I should have done this instead of that. But even that is an amazing thing to understand is if we're all just wanting what's best for ourselves and for people around us and for your kids, mm-hmm. then you are probably already doing things that will help you reflect and make better choices. And, and it's okay that you may have said something before or you could have done something differently <clears throat> because you can, you can be a, you can be that better person. Sure. Like you're already on your way to as like, as long as you're willing to learn from that mistake. And I think that's, that's it too, is that I, I wasn't raised really in a, in an environment where I was talking to my sister about this. I was, we weren't raised in an environment like where, you had parents really ad- admitting to wrongdoing, wrongdoing. Does yeah. that make sense? Yep. Um, it was, so I think, and I, and I think that, you know, I took some from my upbringing and used it. And then I didn't with some, but I definitely, some of, some of the bad things I did end up doing just out of what I had learned from them. And, um, I mean, I'm, I'm just learning it now. Like I, I, it's, it's more than just recognizing and then trying to do differently, but it is okay. And I wish I had done this more, especially with my older kids. I've learned more, of course, with Ruby, you know, being a parent longer, um, is that it's okay to say, I'm sorry. Yep. Or I screwed up, you know, I mean, that's so validating for kids to hear, you know, like, Oh, you know, because I mean, sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of situations like sometimes I was talking to, um, my brother-in-law about it and he's like, yeah, you know, his mom would, um, like now if they say anything, she's like, Oh, I know I was just a terrible parent. And it's, you know, so passive aggressive. It's like, that's not really apologizing, you know, for, for what you're doing. It's just kind of, you know, Oh yeah, poor me. You know, I'm like this shitty, shitty mom. And I think that, you know, with my older kids, I would have wished that more often I when I would do something rather than just thinking it and going, Oh gosh, I shouldn't do that again. I wish I would have gone in and said, you know what? Mom's, moms moms make mistakes too moms make mistakes you know and uh and I'm sorry and with and with that I mean that you're still grounded but I'm sorry right there is it's again teaching them how to handle situations and how to and that it's okay to be wrong if you are wanting to do things differently next time right right you know if the goal is to be better you know versus like mom knows that she should have done that she didn't tell me it, but I know it. Right. And then learning that like you might do something wrong, but instead of accepting it, acknowledging it or um, kind of learning from it in the moment and handling it so things can be done differently in the future, you just hold it inside and then like let it go. Right. And then the chances of it happening again are very high. Well, and if I was being really honest, <clears throat> I think probably I never apologized at that time because I thought they would hold it against me. <laughs> <laughs> Probably like mom even knows she's wrong, you know? And so, and, and that's kind of how I was raised. It was kind of like uh, probably the idea of saying, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I can't think of a specific situation, but, but the idea of saying like, I handled that wrong or I'm sorry, like the consequences still may be the same. You know, I'm thinking like, as in terms of like when you're disciplining your kid or, you know, or something like that. But, um, you know, you can still explain to them like, this is still wrong and it's still not okay or whatever, but I should not have said this or I should not have, you know, done that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm still learning it, 
you know? I mean, I, I'm like a really passive aggressive grudge holder, I've noticed. You know? <laughs> You're the nicest doing grudge a lot. holder I've ever met. <laughs> You're sweet. No, but I um uh my brother in law, Joe, who we did the meditation thing with, uh, the episode, he um he's also had his whole his own journey and he and I, you know, we've uh he's been with my sister forever. So I mean probably almost 30 years. So we've known each other a long time. And so uh, I was going to show him uh, my house that I'm building and there's a hike up above it. So he's like, Oh, we should go on this hike. I was like, okay. So like we go on this hike and you know, it's like an hour up and then they have these, like, uh, I think I talked about it last time. They had like these lime kilns and like we went inside and sat there and, and you know, he's like uh, just, we were just talking about life and you know, how, you know, you're, you're, you're always a work in progress, yeah. you know, and how we're just, just coming into our own trying to, you know, really figure that out. And, uh, yeah, it was a really intense conversation, but, um, but it was good. You know, it's, 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 I think it's always good to be able to go, okay. Um, I did, did this wrong. I can forgive myself, but then also, you know, try to figure out a way to like, let that go, mm-hmm. you know? And so, especially like with all the kids stuff, you know, and, uh, sorry, I'm like going on and on and on rambling, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, so I, I feel like we're in a good place now with all the kids. Um, you know, if there's anything I did to really fuck them up, I'm, I haven't found out yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll, we'll stay tuned. <laughs> we'll stay, I might have a different, whole different story we'll after the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah. I grew, when I was growing up, well, I'll say this and then we can, we can close. Yeah. When I was growing up, <clears throat> I feel like when I was in, I'm the youngest of four and my parents fought a lot for like majority of like me growing up. Yeah. And my <clears throat> oldest two siblings, <laughs> I know one of them is listening to this. I love you. Um, but they were like, they were, they were very challenging. Mm -hmm. And like my parents got married young and had kids young and my mom and dad now have a better relationship than they have had probably since, you know, when they first got married. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. And it's a really wonderful thing. And it's wonderful because there's been so much bad stuff that's happened, um, I guess like within my family mm-hmm. with like, whether it's like something happening with my sister or my brother or right. my other sister or me. And through, I think a lot, like my parents, when I went away to college, there was a period of time where they were, all the kids were gone and they were working on their relationship and kind of put in a situation where they didn't have kids anymore. Right. So, and you're like, yeah, well, they didn't have, that's a whole other ball game. Ha- and like, we were all very busy kids. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of extracurricular that we were all doing. And when you don't have that to like take care of anymore and like take up all your time, it's now almost you're, a distraction. Yeah. To be now honest. you're back yeah. with, you know, this person that my mom was in a situation where it was like, it was like she did not know how to be alone with right. my dad anymore. Right. Cause she hadn't been for, 30 years. years. Right. Yeah. Years and <laughs> a years. A long time. Yeah. And, um, but it, you know, 
they were able to relearn and probably not even relearn, just learn how to communicate. Mm-hmm. And it really just, and like how to like, how to like forgive mm-hmm. how they each, like maybe like in the past and like things that you, like you grudges that you hold, how to like let those go. And the reality of the situation is we're all, we're all changing and we go through things and you're going to have ups and downs. And as long, you know, sometimes those, it's not going to work out and it's, you know, and it's for the better because we do change and you end up learning things about yourself that you need, you need different things. And if people aren't capable of giving you those, that doesn't make you a bad person. You shouldn't keep trying to make yourself fit in a, in a situation or a place where you're just, it's just not going to fit and being able to understand each other and then also come together and for them to like recommunicate what they needed and let go of the things that had happened or things that had said because of what they, you know, because of where they are and who they are and being able to realize how much they truly like need each other at this point. And now like my family, when I was growing up, I feel like was seen as like a fucked up family because well because like my older two siblings got into a lot of trouble sure and like like with the law (laughs) (laughs) and there's just there was just a lot of things and there um you know we always like talk about it like we made it out and look yeah look how great all of you are now we made it out right and our family works together better as a family Mm -hmm. we actually function as a family and we're more open to saying when when you're wrong right and taking fault you know just taking responsibility but also right when someone takes responsibility letting them do that and still still like caring about like what they're going through and then helping them through the process and it's like well we all just want to be better and we all right. just want to function as a family like whatever that looks like and as time go- has gone on I'm really close with like my cousin like my cousins some some of them mm-hmm. are like really really close and like so things that they're going through it's we're all you know a part of that as well and yeah communication and being able to ex- like take responsibility for what's happening take uh, you know control the things you can let go of the things you can't right and allow yourself to be better and and allow yourself to forgive things that you may regret or conversations you had or how you reacted to somebody or how you communicated or whatever if it wasn't like the most positive or it wasn't the most it wasn't the way to give you a very positive uh what's the word i don't know um result Uh uh-huh that that's okay we all make mistakes it's okay that you may not communicate the best as long as there's an understanding and everyone's intention is to work it out right and to understand and and just you know be a family again whatever that looks like and there's a lot of people that can be involved yeah and it doesn't have to be blood or it doesn't have to be you know in one household right and well and I think that's where the you know we've talked about empathy and like friendships and all of that that's where that again learning to be empathetic to somebody else's situation and I think that really um that does apply even, you know, like, as I was saying in, in my world, trying to remember, well, how, you know, how does that feel for, you know, 
so-and-so's, you know, Nico's girlfriend, or how does that feel for my kids? Or how does that feel, you know, for, um, you know, Joey's mom, you know I mean? Like, like we, you know, we were talking about doing the mother son dance Mm -hmm. and I thought, well, I hope because he wants to dance with both of us, which is so sweet. I mean, I'm, I'm so honored. Um, but you know, I, I, you know, I think about stuff like, like, oh, well, how's that going to make his mom feel, you know? And so I was like telling him, I'm like, just make sure your mom goes first, (laughs) you know, I'll go second. Um, you know, even like when I was picking out a song, you know, I, I picked out the song and then I was like, well, I hope, you know, I hope his mom doesn't think that's too much, (laughs) you know? (laughs) But I think, I think, um, I think that, and I'm not saying I've done everything right at all. I mean, I know it's like kind of leading up to that makes it sound like I'm so great. Um, but I think it is when you go into a situation, I try to just like stop and think, how is that going to make the other person feel, you know? Um, and hopefully you'll make the right choice from there. And you can't, you you can't control other right. people right. and what choices they make and how they react. All you can control is who you are. And at a certain point, it's like with parents, right? If you're like in, you know, they come to your house and it's like you've been trying to instill rules or things that the other person is not enforcing. Enforcing, Right. That is extremely difficult. And there's not really, and you've talked to me about this, yeah. like there's not much you can do. All you can do is hold up your end of the bargain and over time, and be a good example. And be a good example. And, yeah. and, and you, and hope that that, you know, can, and I, I do stick with, like, and I, I, I'm oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I do. You're all jerk. <laughs> you asshole. Um, no, but I, I think that that is, that is what's important is that, and, and, you know, you have to be careful too, because like I've known step parents before, because, you know, I, I, I have the advantage where I'm a mom and a stepmom, yep. you know, so I can see it from both sides. And now, you know, an ex you know, before I wasn't the ex, now I'm an ex. So now I've got all three. Triple threat. Now I got, yeah, I'm a triple threat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think it's, I just totally lost my train of thought. Damn it. That's all right. Oh, you guys, it's about <laughs> lead by example. Yeah. Which I've been told that since I was so little and, oh, I know what I was going to say. Oh, say it. Sorry. <laughs> I just remember. No. So I had, a friend who was a stepmom and she it was almost like since the rules were so different at the other house she overdid it at her house does that make sense so it was like there was there was no room for error at her house you know this these were the rules and she and I, I think her intent was good you know I don't think she was trying to be you know awful but it was very hard to be around watching her so on this kid that you know it didn't even seem like it was possible for her to, to even, you know, be this perfect child, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's almost like you have to, like you said, you just have your values at home. You do what you can do. And, you know, you, you don't need to overcompensate yeah. for what's happening, you know, in another home. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say that. <laughs> I totally interrupted <laughs> you. That's, that's exactly what I was trying to say. Maggie. Maggie's asleep. All right, so we're going to close it with that, guys. Yeah. Um, all of you can really take have lots of takeaways from today's podcast just because it's really just about relationships. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it really is. But thanks for listening yeah, to another episode of Between the Reps with Brooke and Gina. 
Don't forget to rate, rate review, review, subscribe, five-star five star rating, five-star star warning. warning, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah. All right, bye. bye.